welcome to Give Me Fiction. My name is Ivan Hernandez, and I'll be your host. Each month at Give Me Fiction, some of the finest minds in comedy, literature, and the arts write pieces based on a theme. Each week on this podcast, we deliver one of those readings to the listening public. This episode, we have a piece by comedian David Cairns. At the music-themed GMF, he told the story of our secret hero in Ryan Seacrest, Defender of Earth. Ryan Seacrest looked up at the haze-grayed moon Titan. He raised his fist to the cold Jupiterian air and shook the blood and entrails from it. He looked at the ruined body before him, a sticky black carapace split open, bragging its three hearts and five stomachs to the dark sky above, a marvel of evolution and of violence. Seacrest spat. One less Xanthian, he said aloud. <laughs> He watched the small puddle of spittle bubble and freeze and then sublime, disappearing into the sulfurous vapors that wreathed around his head like the crown of Caesar. (laughs) Ryan Seacrest, Emmy-winning host of American Idol, radio DJ and television producer, raised himself up to his feet and limped up the incline. At the top, the atmosphere cleared and he could make out Venus, Saturn, the asteroid belt. Then he spotted it. Earth, he said. That little blue racquetball floating up and away in the black ether of space. Ryan Seacrest slicked back his must hair and flashed his million-dollar smile. How many billions of lives have I saved? And yet, they'll never know. None of them will ever know. He checked his watch. Oh, crap, I've got to be at the Teen Choice Awards in 45 minutes. Seacrest activated his propulsion belt and blasted skyward. The lead and nickel vapors coiling away in beautiful symmetry behind his fashionable Italian-crafted space boots. (laughs) The Xanthians had come for Earth before, more times than Ryan could count. They had come with ships, armies, legions. They had come with great war machines. They had come with warrior slaves from the Geldathon system. They had flown across space and, more than once, across time. But in every incident... Ryan had fought them, had met them in battle, had fought them back. He was humanity's champion. But he had never encountered just one lone Xanthian, not before today. Ryan John Seacrest, age 39, furrowed his perfectly complected brow and wondered, why? (laughs) While making a routine survey of the solar system, he had picked up interference on a subspace frequency. He floated down to its source, just south and west of Jupiter's great red storm, Ryan had peered over the hill and readied the amulet of Zendor. He expected a squadron of assassin robots or perhaps a platoon of Xanthian engineers constructing another Earth-destroying beam weapon. These plots had been tried time and time again, but instead he had found only a single prone Xanthian, face down, its black cockroach shell glinting in the harsh air of Jupiter. Was it dead? Ryan Seacrest crept crept ever closer. He saw no signs of life. Seacrest tapped the the thing with his boot. Nothing. Hey, hey you, he said, sonorously. (laughs) With the tip of his foot, he rolled it over. Its stiff wings and thousands of legs suddenly sprung to action. The Xanthian leapt upward, knocking Ryan Seacrest to the ground. It It drew a strange, small firearm. Ryan scrambled and a shot struck him square in his granite-sculpted ass cheek. It stung, but only for a moment. Ryan spun around and launched himself at the Xanthian, and the rest of the battle had been one-sided, brutal, and short. Earth grew closer, 
and Ryan Seacrest passed through the atmosphere over the South Pacific, steering himself toward the southern coast of California, toward Hollywood, and then in through a secret portal in the top of his trailer. His assistant, Temple, was already banging on the door. Ryan, Ryan, are you in there? You, you've got to be on stage in 15 minutes. I'm here, sorry. I was just getting my beauty sleep, he chuckled and flashed his trademark smile. Temple's frustration melted away. Well, it worked. You look great. <laughs> Can I trust you to get yourself to the green room? Ryan nodded and Temple clopped away uh, back inside in her fashionable heels. Ryan Seacrest, guardian of Earth and the solar system, slipped into his tuxedo, tucked the amulet of Zendor inside and left for the red carpet. Thousands of bebraced tweens yawped their adulation. He smiled, but the memory of the lone Xanthian stirred in his mind. Why alone? What was different? His ponderings were interrupted. Ryan, Ryan, can you sign my Shaws of Sunset poster? Asked a pimply 14-year-old. Uh, yeah, of course. Who should I make it out to? Oh, um, just put from Ryan to... <laughs> Ryan's heart stopped. He reached inside his jacket for the amulet, but the girl was just another normal teenage girl again. Had he imagined it? He must have. The girl was startled. Ryan smiled. Just, uh, <laughs> getting my good pen. <laughs> uh, he quickly signed the poster and handed it back. Uh, thanks. I I'm a really big fan, she said. Ryan casually chucked her on the shoulder, but she was sh he was shaken. He avoided the rest of the fans and went inside. Mr. Seacrest, uh, you're up next. H here you go. He looked at the envelope handed to him. It read, Best Hair in a Family Comedy. <laughs> he sighed and peeked out around the thick red curtains. The Dolby Center was packed full of press, fans, and Hollywood royalty. He loved the energy of these events, and yet his thoughts nagged him, and the spot where the alien gun had shot him started to itch. Hannah Montana was on stage receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, protector of Earth, allowed himself to quickly itch his ass, but at the slightest touch, a jolt of pain shot up his spine. What had that Xanthian done to him? What sort of plot was this? Ryan, Ryan, they're waiting for you, the stage manager hissed. Ryan stumbled onto the stage, his forehead breaking out in a cold sweat. He felt a rabid pulsing throughout his middle and down his legs. It throbbed warmly, and he struggled behind the ivory per perfection of his smile. Hello, Teen Choice Awards, he said to great applause. They say that hair is... Uh, a large belch emanated up through his body, but he whipped his head away from the microphone before it could be amplified. He cleared his throat. <clears> throat> hair is the first thing you see. It's the first chance you get to say, Hey, I'm cool. The audience cheered again. He felt nauseous, cold, stiff, boiling. His teeth chattered and his breath percolated with bile, but he continued. Here are the selections you made for those with the, with the most charismatic... He swallowed a glurp of vomit. Uh, hair. The best hair. The audience cheered. Ryan felt his hindquarters begin to quake. Melissa Joan Hart, Melissa and Joey. The quaking doubled, tripled. He held onto the podium. Melissa waved a concerned look playing across her face. The audience gave scattered applause. Randall Park, fresh off, off, oh! Ryan fell away from the podium and screamed again, oh! His pants split open, and then his custom-made Italian underpants. He doubled over and vomited blood. The amulet tumbled out of his jacket pocket and slid across the stage. He extended his arm, but the artifact was out of reach. 
He could feel his hind flesh being rent apart. The Xanthian had done something to him, he knew, but when he craned his neck around, he was stupefied. Where normally would be his perfect strawberry starburst-colored beehole was now a gaping, churning portal directly to the Xanthian homeworld. <laughs> Countless Xanthian shock troopers poured out, each ducking under the threshold of his warped rectum. <laughs> the teens... The teens and Hollywood B-listers screamed and began to flee, but it was no use. The troopers winged to the air and opened fire, liquefying Joey Lawrence and Ty Burrell and Melissa Joan Hart, her perfect hair reduced to Adam's. Ryan Seacrest, the last defender of the seed of Adam and Eve and managing editor of E! News. A lot of people didn't know that. Uh dug his fingernails into the lacquered stage and pulled himself forward. All that mattered was the amulet of Zendor. He pulled it to him, removed its embedded power crystal, and placed the crystal between his back molars. Fire and gore rained down all around. He bit as hard as he could. The crystal cracked, and then a flash, and he was standing again on the surface of the sun. The amulet of Zendor was in his palm, and placing it there was his predecessor and host of Dick Clark, Rock and Eve, Dick Clark. <laughs> Remember to never let them see you down, kid, Dick said. I defended Earth from those Xanthian scum for 40 years. American Bandstand gave me celebrity and the amulet channeled it. You're the only one in this new generation that's as squeaky clean as me. Oh, hell, you're twice as good as I ever was, kid. You really got it. Ryan smiled. Dick continued, but it's time for me to go. I have to join the crystal bears of Daenerys. I'm needed there, just as you will be someday. Ryan's smile broke, realization and memory suddenly flooding back. But, but Dick, he said, I failed. There were Xanthians everywhere. Earth was overrun. Dick waved his hand and gave a, his one-in-a-million smile. <laughs> Nonsense, kid. What's the date? Ryan Seacrest looked at, his, looked at his custom Italian watch. It was April 18th, 2012. He stammered, but... How, Dick? If things ever go tits up, Dick said. <laughs> Destroy the amulet. It's the only way. <laughs> and then he winked and faded from vision. <laughs> Ryan Sequest looked to the heavens and found the blue speck that was Earth. I'll never forget you, Dick, he said. And then, Seacrest out. <laughs> You can find David online at drcairns.tumblr.com and on Twitter at David Cairns. Give Me Fiction's live show happens the first Sunday of every month at Lost Weekend Video in San Francisco, California. GMF is produced by Will Scoble. You can find his narrative anthology podcast, Tales from the Swan Hotel, at soundcloud.com slash tenderindustries. For news, updates, and more, check out gimmefiction.net at GMF Show on Twitter and facebook.com slash gimmefiction. You can email us at gmfshow at gmail.com and can donate to the show through PayPal at the same address. I'm online at ivanhernandez.net and on Twitter at ivan underscore hernandez. Our theme song is provided by Power Pyramid and you can check out more of their music at powerpyramid.bandcamp.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. 
If you enjoyed the show, you can rate and review us on the iTunes Store. This has been Gimme Fiction.